Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show today. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on um, MySpace, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, desperately in need of a vacation. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. (laughs) You ain't wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Hi. Uh, Also here is our friend, the recruiting analyst for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the president of the Next Little Athlete. Uh, You can find his final work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Grev. It's Greg Powers. Hi, buddy. Did the upward head nods for my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Got lift your chin. Uh, oh, I'm cutting so, that. We're cutting that. Uh, <laughs> the downward nod is for the strangers. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I feel like that's creepy. Like looking at a stranger and going, yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem right. Not saying, don't talk to me. <laughs> no, oh, that's okay. I don't. I don't, I don't think that's don't, what that's I, saying. Like, I would absolutely buy a book on nonverbal communications yeah. written from you. <laughs> I Just walking to up to strangers. What's up? <laughs> What's up? But this is like, so hello, my friends. Hello, hello. So, yeah, <laughs> right? Showing you my. So show. I know that not to mess with powers if he's given me a downward nod. Yeah, like something point, went like, terribly wrong. It's funny, that, it's funny since I thought about that. How much you notice it too? Like you're like, oh yeah, that's a friend. But you don't know that your your subconscious is doing oh, this. It. You yeah. just kind of like lift your head. You lift yeah, like head. the friends are programmed into your head like automatically. Yeah. So now I'm gonna think about that every time I see someone. He's an influencer. (laughs) Today is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Uh, To all who celebrate, happy day. Uh, 218 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to uh, who was born today. Uh, Happy birthday to, I'm not saying his name, Uh, Andy Serkis. Today's the birthday of Andy Serkis. That's the dude in Taxi, right? Uh, no. Maybe? No. I don't uh, no Andy idea. Andy Serkis is best known, I would say, as Gollum from the... Uh, he did the he did the voice okay. of Gollum, and he did gotcha. like, all the acting on that. Then anyway. he was not in Taxi. Yes. Um, it's episode 1,373. On today's show, my friends, it's This Week in Recruiting, all things recruiting across the Lone Star State with our friend Greg Powers. In the back half of the show, I had a great opportunity to chat with the founder and CEO of GoRoute, uh, which is a very cool organization uh, that is... 
looking to revolutionize the way that you practice. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rowley, we'll hear from him coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Rob Hathaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Chase Walker. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Okie dokie. Lot to get to today. No time to waste. We got to get right into it. Like I'm already wasting too much time on this preamble because there's just there's just so much to get to. Do you agree? I agree. Let's do it. I just feel like there's a lot. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in Cruton. It's this week in recruiting. Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter. Next Level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express. Oh, that would slap right now. It mm. smells good. I was driving by Chicken Express the other day, and I rolled down my window. Got a whiff. And that was simultaneously an excellent and terrible choice. Yeah, I was fixing to say, you want to talk about playing yourself. Because uh, on one hand, smells great. On the other hand, smells great. <laughs> you I'm know? going straight there after the show. As a matter of fact, it does sound like yeah, it, that's for not some a bad reason idea. it sounds amazingly good. Today. Like, like uh, I don't want to. I don't want to tell our 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 salespeople how to do their job. But like, whoever came up with the idea of making sure that the segment uh, about <laughs> sponsored by Chicken Express is on Wednesday, that's a smart move because today's yeah. like a really good Chicken Express. Wednesday's mm-hmm. a like mate. Well, and the other time, Ooh. like we're doing this during lunchtime. Like they're all out at lunch, and we're sitting here talking about good chicken. Is this the number one ranked Chicken Express day? Wednesday? Maybe. Why I not? So I think Sunday'd be a pretty popular. Ooh, Sunday's yeah. good too. Sunday's good. Sunday again, it goes back to the family it, thing. I would say I haven't it, done the family meal. Yep. Right, so that's 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 true. Just fried chicken is a good Sunday meal. In yeah, yeah, versatility. Absolutely. The Lord, baby yes. Jesus likes yeah. fried chicken. Yes. <laughs> Celebrate the resurrection of our Lord with chicken. Uh, it's this week in recruiting. A lot to get to. We'll start with our prospect on the rise. A prospect on the rise going out east to Marshall to talk about their 2023 soon-to-be senior safety Montana Warren, who's picked up a Power Five offer this week from TCU. He's also got offers from places like Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, and Incarnate Word. Uh, this is the first Power Five offer from Montana Warren for an all-district kid from a year ago and a guy who you think could be, this may not be the last Power Five offer for him. No, it, it may not be, but one thing that I'll point out is that, you know, this feels like one of those guys that TCU traditionally in the Gary Patterson era would go out to East Texas and get and turn into an NFL player. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a really good background because he has experience playing cornerback and hits like a safety i think he added you know over 15 pounds heading into his junior season i think i read an article where he bumped up from 165 to 183 and you could tell that he was playing at a different speed and a different um you know had a different mentality i guess on the field on his tape from last season he transferred from elysian fields to marshall last year his father was a coach on the team so uh, coach's kid, um, smart, savvy, and I think he'll give Jack Alvarez a really good player at the back end of that defense to kind of add some stability and uh, just be one of those guys that you can depend on to, to be, you know, a hard hitter and reliable in coverage. What I think is interesting is you take a look at the offer list, and he's got a pair from the Louisiana schools, and then he's got now in, in Incarnate Word, you know, big-time FCS program. Um and this is the first Power 5 offer, but what I think is, is interesting is the geographical element of this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, very clearly, Louisiana, those Louisiana schools went digging 
into East Texas, which is functionally local for them, uh, right. and, and discovered him first. But uh, now I think that the secret is out about uh, about Montana Warren. So pretty interesting to keep an eye on him. Montana Warren picked up a TCU offer this week. Let's go to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week going down to Austin, to Austin Del Valley. It's not Austin Del Valle. That's in El Paso. Uh, to talk about their wide receiver, Braylon James, soon to be a senior. He has offers from all over the place, but he is committed to the Golden Domers. Notre Dame picks up the services of Braylon James, a DCT four-star prospect. We have him as the number five rated wide receiver in the state of Texas in the class of 2023, and he's going to take his talents to South Bend. Man, he he had me fooled. I thought he was going to pick Stanford. Oh, really? He pulled yeah, the fast really one on you. I thought that he was going to wow. go to Stanford. Just kind um, Academic-wise? Inter- well, we interviewed him a, you know, about a month and a half, two months back, and Stanford was a school that was really high on his list, and he, you know, that school checked a lot of boxes. But I guess it's reasonable to say that Notre Dame, both athletically and academically, checks many of the same boxes. It's not quite the academic institution that Stanford is, but I mean, it's not. I mm-hmm. mean, Notre Dame's pretty nice, you know. So, uh, yeah, kind of surprised me a little bit, and I think that they're getting a player here that is has possesses big play potential. He's six foot two, one seventy five, but he plays, you know more on tape to me at like six four some of the stuff that really surprises me about his you know because he's such a rangy guy is you'll see him here on kickoff return that he's pretty slippery and has good top end speed to make defenders miss and and pick up yards after the catch and uh he has a, a plus catch radius so uh he has all the ball skills to be you know considered as one of the top national prospects in the country at the wide receiver position and notre dame is doing a pretty good job behind Marcus Freeman of establishing a pretty good recruiting base here in Texas. You know, they also have a commitment from Peyton Bowen from Denton Geyer. So that's two of the top rated players in the NRDCTF top 50 that's uh, going to play for the Irish. Yeah, uh, obviously Marcus Freeman doing a little bit of work there at Notre Dame and, and, and they pick up a big time wide receiver from the Austin area in Braylon James out of Del Valley. It's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers and Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's matriculate now to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is a big one. Uh, it is San Marcos offensive tackle Ori Williams. Uh, now, Ori Williams is a name that I heard, I think, because I saw like Mike Roach tweet about him. Yeah. Um, this was like a year ago. So he transferred last year to San Marcos. Because of the transfer rules, he had to sit out his sophomore season, um, played at the sub-varsity level, which I can't even imagine. Because uh, Ori Williams is an offensive tackle who, uh, soon to be a junior, is 6'8 and 320. Oh, my God. And he was playing... His poor mom. Do you know what that food bill looks like? Do you, do you know what that JV t- game <laughs> looks like? Well, you're, getting ready to, you're getting ready to see it. He had an offer this week from Texas. Uh, he's got a bunch of offers from Baylor, Tech, UTSA, Houston, Oklahoma State, etc. cetera. Uh, watch My this man gosh. play junior varsity football. This looks like the blind side. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fella. And what's interesting is he— You're going to split him out? <laughs> he's a big fella. Throwing the ball. <laughs> he transferred from San Marcos to— Oh, my God! To El Campo. Oh! <laughs> he can throw too! I'm sorry for the podcast listeners. God. You got to go back and watch this segment. Isaiah Delion, watch out. Oh, my gosh. Lord, okay, anyway, go on with your actual analysis. 
No, it's a fun. It was, I knew it was going to be a fun highlight to watch. You know, he, it was perfect timing that he picked up the offer from Texas, and then we got a. I think we do have a lot of fun watching some of these big time prospects when they play on the sub varsity level, whether they're freshmen or juniors. But he was a guy who transferred from San Marcos to El Campo and then transferred back. So right. I think he they kept him down on the sub varsity level. Um, you know, because of the multiple transfers. And he's a guy who I think is probably the top prospect on that San Marcos team heading into mm-hmm. the 2022 season. He is a guy who's catching a lot of college interest, and you can easily see why he really passes the eyeball test. Not only is he tall and big, he has a, a great wingspan, mm-hmm. long arms, um, you know, looks like a, a an offensive tackle. He's a, Because of his size, he could easily come inside and – and play some of the interior positions as well. We didn't used to say that, you know. It yeah. didn't used to be, if you were six eight, you couldn't play. Guard yeah, you couldn't play guard or center because the quarterback couldn't yeah. throw the ball over you. But now the quarterbacks are bigger and the mm-hmm. splits are wider, so that's kind of changed. So he's a guy who could probably play all around the offensive front. But uh, he's going to be no strangers to getting offers. So keep this guy on your radar. You got as a as a coach of an opposing player, like you got to That's got to be one of those things. Like brother, just try your best just go out there and give it your all you know like and you're still gonna get squashed like a bug my son played it you know three four years ago on the junior varsity level and having a guy like this come onto the field is all inspiring just can you just imagine you know what i mean like can you imagine because there's some of those kids on at at the sub varsity level that are they're not going to play varsity ball. Right. They're small. Yes. They're smaller. Yeah. JV is where they're capping out. Yeah. yeah. I would say, like, our defensive <laughs> our defensive ends on the team may have been 5'9 sometimes, yes. you know? So, to go against someone that's 6'8", it's, like, very intimidating. Like, co- coach, do I have to? <laughs> Ori Williams is his name. Uh, make sure you remember that name. Let's round it all out with our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week, we're going down to South Oak Cliff, the defending 5A Division II state champions, to talk about their soon-to-be senior corner uh, cornerback, Javon Thomas. Um, who picked up an offer this or committed this week to Texas A&M. Had offers from all over the place, including in-state offers from Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, and other big-time out-of-state offers like Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Stanford. We have him as a four-star at DCTF. We have him as the number five-rated cornerback, 51 overall. And you think this is a guy who needs a little bit of polish, but that all the tools are there that you can see a a real lockdown defender. Well, I mean, when you're not... you have to put it into context, right? When you say a little bit of polish for a guy who's the number 30 player in the yeah. state, that's a different kind yes. of polish. And he's a guy who's played multiple positions. I think that he could play safety if he needed to, but he's really emerged as one of the top cornerback prospects in the state. Uh, plays opposite of Malik Muhammad at South Oak Cliff, and I think that South Oak Cliff defensive secondary is probably um, the best in the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. I mean, yeah, I don't really see how I mean, it's hard. It's hard to imagine outside of I don't know what modern days got cooking or something like well, that. I mean, even like, IMG, like yeah. I can't even imagine that there's a, that you could put together a secondary that's better. Right. Than these guys. Um, I, I mean, I think they have five T1 recruits in the secondary mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Texas A&M continues to keep the momentum going with in-state recruiting. They picked up a commitment from Bravion Rogers last week. And right after we went off the air, Javon Thomas of course. pulled the trigger on his commitment to Texas A&M last Wednesday. So we had to make sure that we made mention to him of him. So I snuck in a second commitment into the notebook this week. But it is, I mean, 
it is cruiting season. Like mm-hmm. it is really starting to pick up. As it's like the domino effect, you know, you know, because now Texas A&M has two corner commits. What does that mean for JV and Toviano? Yes, I mean I know they're taking JV and Toviano if he wants to come to. Correct. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, if he wants to come to Texas A&M, seems like a good problem to have. Yeah, but th- these things start to snowball. Guys start to come off the board. You know, these spots which. I saw your interview or your your video last week about you know the recruiting yes. numbers in high school starting mm-hmm. to come down. That creates a fervor even mm-hmm. more so because the spots are tighter, mm-hmm. right? And and guys are going to start making these commitments by the end of next month in the the evaluation period. Uh, I think sixty percent of our top one hundred may be committed. Yeah. That's that'll be wow. very interesting, you know, and 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 you know, we'll certainly keep an eye on that and keep you posted here. I'll be honest, you said I saw your piece last week, and I was like, boy, I talk a lot. You're gonna need to be more specific. Yeah, it was your recruiting piece. Oh, I'm glad you liked it, buddy. Well, he didn't say you liked it. He said that you read it. One guy we do like is Greg Powers uh, of Next Level Athlete. Follow him Fact. on Twitter at G Powers Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete Twitter Next Level D One. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com/slash/recruiting. Powers, appreciate your time. We will do it again. No, we won't. No, we will not do it again next week. We do you want to do it like Thursday? Keep May, coming Thursday. Yeah, maybe. And just produce us on what's the What's next on the week? Uh, we're out of town. Uh, mm. Well, we'll provide some good coverage from the Melissa State qualifying seven on seven tournament. So if there's not a show, are you going we'll on Saturday? Some, we'll have some crouton content for you. Yeah. Nice. That's Greg Powers. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com. Uh, go to the YouTube page uh, and, and yes. subscribe. This is like a big push for Pickle. Uh, she really wants to get to a round number. There is a number that is so close. I just need you people to subscribe. Yeah. So uh, TexasFootball.com or it's YouTube.com slash Dave Campbells TF. So, Hit the red button. You literally can't miss it. Most certainly. Go there. Uh, also, become a subscriber at textfootball.com. So subscribe. Pickle, last week I had the great opportunity to chat with the founder and CEO of GoRoute. GoRoute is an organization that uh, is trying to revolutionize the way that football teams, and actually basketball teams too, yeah. uh, practice. Um, and he explains what it is. Uh, I'll be... Let's... Okay. I'm wearing one of those smartwatches, uh-huh. stuff like that. You're wearing a smartwatch, too. I am. Power's wearing a smartwatch, too. Wow. Uh, Technology all, around these it's, parts. It's all it's all based around that. Uh, he explains, but it's very cool. Here's my conversation with GoRoute founder and CEO, Mike Rowley, here on Text Football Today. Football is changing. I don't think there's really any doubt about that. Everywhere you look, uh, football looks significantly different than it does uh, and, uh, in past years. Uh, and one of the... Uh, companies that is capitalizing on that and making that change happen is GoRoute, uh, a proud partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We're here to, uh, to talk with the CEO and founder of GoRoute uh, Wearable Tech. It is Mike Rowley. Uh, Mike, appreciate your time. Um, first and foremost, like let's just start with the, the bare bones. For those who have never seen it, what is GoRoute and, and what is that you guys uh, do? Yeah, so what we do is we help coaches and players communicate more efficiently at practice, uh, most notably during the scout team periods, but really in a lot of different periods of practice, whether you're going through install or seven on seven. Uh, What we allow coaches to do is as they draw their cards up night before or during the week to get prepared for practice, instead of printing all of those cards out and putting them in binders and walking out and holding them up to the players, we provide the players with just a simple wearable display receiver. It's rugged, it's durable. Uh, we've had thousands and thousands of them out. They don't break. You can use them in heat and cold and 
rain and snow. Trust me, I live in Minnesota, can use them in all different types of weather. Um, and what we do is we allow coaches to send the play cards into the player on the line of scrimmage. So when you send the card in, instead of having the player come back and look at a binder and listen to the coach, walk through 11 different cards or 11, 11 different plays, responsibilities. It allows the player to stay on the line of scrimmage, get the play, see what they're supposed to do, allow you to snap the ball and then watch that scout team player execute more efficiently. So you're getting more time out of your practice. You're getting more reps. You're getting better looks. You're being more efficient with the usage of your time. And you're allowing the players who aren't going to play for you on Friday or Saturday to get better football reps and get more football time on the field. So they're, you're building depth in your program and they're learning how to play the game. They're running other people's stuff, but you're still getting good quality football instruction for those players. And you're giving your goods on, on offense and defense a, a better look. So you're more prepared throughout the course of the week. Okay. So just, you know, just to, to make sure I've, I got it right. Like I'm wearing one of the smartwatch at one of those smartwatches yeah. like that. It would be something similar to this, that that instead of running back over and coach, because we've all seen a coach just hold up a binder. All right, we're doing no this, doubt. this. You just go, all right, I got my assignment. It's it's that it's that simple? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's nothing you have to set up. Uh, go out. We have our own private national uh, LTE infrastructure. So you can be anywhere in the United States, turn our hardware on. And the hardware is very similar to like your phone. You just turn it on. You power it on, it instantly connects to our network and coach can uh, launch his mobile app on his mobile device um, with the scripts already in there. Boom, sends it right out to the players. One push, one push of a button, you're communicating with 11, 22, et cetera, instantly. And you can do that as fast as you want. Um, average high school teams snapping the ball. Um, last year, snapped the ball about every 17 seconds. Wow. That's scout team. That's impressive because I I know that for coaches getting those those reps in is, is so important. C can you tell us a little bit about how this idea, how this company, how this product came about? Because I'm I'm fascinated with with where where this uh, this whole concept came from. Yeah, so there's really two spots where it really came um, became prevalent. One, I have a background in baseball. I uh, played a little professional baseball, played in the college level, was a college and professional coach for a while, um, and a buddy of mine was a hitting instructor. Uh, with a major league organization. I went down to spring training and um, he was working with players um, from Latin America and he didn't speak Spanish and he was trying to work with them on swing plane. Um, this is before like launch angle and things became a, a, a thing. And there was a language barrier. And after a day or two of watching him work with players, I was like, God, you suck at what you're doing. You're going to get fired, dude. And, and he didn't appreciate that. But I was like, what do you like? what's the issue? He's like, well, I'm just trying to get them to understand this. I said, okay, I got an idea. And I went to Radio Shack when they still had Radio Shacks. And I bought um, a component and a screen. And I went back to my hotel and I sat down and I wrote a little, uh, little computer program. And I actually went, you might you know those, um, those vending machines, like when you walk out of like Walmart or Target or whatever, and they have like the little plastic cups right, with the crappy toy inside of it. Well, I went and got the cups and I melted them and put this little gadget that I connected up to the screen with a Bluetooth uh, connector. And I put it to the bottom of the bat. And every time you swung the bat, it just drew a line. And I built, I wrote just a real simple program that put two parallel lines on the screen. And when you swung the bat, if you stayed inside these lines that he wanted predetermined, it was bueno. And if you didn't, it was no bueno. And that was all the Spanish he needed to know. Um, but what happened was, was when a player started to use it, the, the, the instant feedback, the instant response of I took a swing and now I looked at the thing to see how did I do? It kind of went off in the back of my head like, 
we need to do something, you know, we've been maybe doing this wrong, not wrong, but we just haven't evolved to the way the players are thinking anymore from a coaching perspective. And I'm guilty of it as a, being a, a coach, it's always been, this is what I see. And this is what you need to do without really any of the validation of information or, or, uh, uh, you know, visual aspects for them to see. So that helped my buddy out, but he got fired anyway, because he was just bad at his job. That had nothing to do with me. A couple of years later, we moved uh, up to Minnesota and a buddy of mine that I played high school football with was the offensive coordinator at a junior college in town. And I called him up and I said, Hey, I want to come out and watch your practice. Same thing. Come the team period. He's a tempo guy. Come the team period, the, pre- the practice just shuts down. It gets slow. You got a couple of guys running around with binders, kids running routes that just don't look good. The whole thing is just chaotic. And at the end of practice, I said, dude, you, your practices suck. Like you're going to get fired. Like, why aren't you doing this differently? How has this not evolved? Like you're doing the same thing we did back in 95 in, you know, at it, 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 it Juliet Central. Like, why hasn't this changed? So he's like, well, this is just all we have. Um, so I said, I got an idea. I think I can, I can help you out. And I went home, went to sat down, thought about it for a little while, went to Best Buy, bought a couple of like really crappy prepaid phones, wrote another real quick program for it. Um, connected up a, like a, just a traditional like home router, um, put a little server on a computer, took it out to practice and said, well, instead of having the players come back for information, why don't you just send the play information out digitally to the players. Like if you could do that, how was that valuable for you? And they wrote me my first $3,000 check. And that's how mm-hmm. we got the company started. It was wow. just purely just seeing an opportunity, but it was really those two seminal moments that allowed me to look and see the world a little differently. Right. Cause as a coach and as a player, well, as a coach, you generally end up coaching how you were coached, right? That's the beauty of this is it's, it's hand me down. It's generational, right? Your dad coached you for a certain period of time. And then you get a, you know, maybe you get a travel coach or a youth coach that you kind of learn from, and then you learn from a high school coach and then maybe a college coach and what have you. And you take all these bits of information and that kind of forms who you are as a coach and what your philosophies are and how you communicate and all these different things. But, and I think as coaches, that's the beauty of what we do is it is generational. But a lot of times we forget that the players don't have any don't have any connection to that generational gap, right? And my son, particularly, he is uh, he's a baseball player, and he's a fairly good baseball player. Um, one of the very first things when he started paying attention to schools was, "Hey, Dad, I'm really interested in University of Oregon." And I said, well, we have no connection to Oregon at all. I said, well, why is that? He goes, well, they just built a brand new baseball facility and the entire thing is censored up with technology. He goes, I can go there and I can see in real time what I need to improve on a day-to-day basis. I can, I can see with technology and evidence, right? Because a lot of these kids that you're coaching today, um, they've never lived most of their lives without this being a primary form of communication right? You've seen it. I see it all the time. Coaches see it. You could have a group of kids sitting together, not a single kid saying a word, but they're all texting each other. They're Snapchatting each other. Right? This is just how they communicate. What we do at Go Route is we basically allow coaches to bridge that gap and communicate with their players the way they want to be communicated with in a more simplistic way. That's remarkable. Really, really interesting story of how kind of things came about there at, at, at Go Route. I know you guys are doing big things. I'm, I'm interested in kind of um, 
when coaches get a hold of this technology and they yeah. start using it, they start hearing about what what is their reaction? I'm sure there's, I'm, I'm sure there are some coaches who, as you mentioned, you know, it's a generational thing. It's passed down. They are old school guys, and maybe yeah. they are pretty skeptical of it. But but I'm interested in, in in the reaction from coaches whenever they they get a hold of this technology. Yeah, um, you know, it, it is. It's always mixed, right? Because of that, you you get some guys who are really, really tech savvy and really excited about using technology whenever they can, and they, you know, they grip onto it immediately. And you have obviously some coaches who are very standoffish and very uncertain, right? Mm-hmm. And we we're past the point in our company life cycle where we have to try to you know, sell you on seeds and uh, speeds and feeds. Like we're now, we're like, we're in the, we're in the, we're going to show you business, right? Like we'll prove to you that this is efficient, that this works for you, that this doesn't change your day-to-day workflow. And once you start walking them through how the process actually works for most coaches, once you start connecting with them that, you know, it doesn't change your staff meetings on Sunday. It doesn't change how you draw cards. It, it, it allows you to keep your workflows the way you have them, the way you're comfortable with them, the way you think you're most efficient with them. It allows you to keep all of those things the same. What it does do is that when you get on the field, it allows you to maximize the time because you're just simply hitting a button and it's just getting the players the same information you would want them to generally have when they're standing in a huddle. It just gets them in a lot faster, more efficient manner. And we, we spend a lot of time allowing co- opening up our user base to other coaches to talk to guys who've been users of ours for a long time. We have, we do things that allow coaches to share other information with each other about best, best usages. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a comfortability thing is that once coaches start to get the technology in their hand, there's a couple of things they realize. Number one, how reliable it is. Okay. Um, in the last two years, we've had one day, in two years where it was spotty, it, it, it we had an issue one day for 500 and some odd days, 600 days. We had one day. Um, what we do see more often is even the most skeptical coaches early on, we usually end up getting a call partway through the year. Well, how else can we use this? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it, scout teams are always the low hanging fruit. Um, but it's special teams because those guys only get seven minutes, 10 minutes a day in practice. Right. But that's the one thing that guy gets screened at on a Saturday, Friday or Saturday, they give up a, a long kickoff return or a punt goes awry. Well, this is a way for those guys to get those reps. Summer work captains practices, seven on seven um, installs, you know, just passing them down to the younger groups to help with, you know, youth camps, things of that nature. There's so many ways that coaches learn how to use it. And, even the most skeptical guy who is really anti-technology, once they see how simple it is to use, once they understand that it doesn't change their workflow, um, and once they understand that they can maximize, there's an inherent value in doing things a little bit more efficiently. Once you get on the field, um, they generally come around to us pretty quickly. And that's why we have, you know, in the company history, that's why we have a 93.5% you know, year-over-year team retention rate is that once teams get it, we generally, they don't want to practice again without it. It's, it's really incredible. And, and I've seen it kind of, um, you know, uh, displayed and, and I've seen it used in, in real time. And it's, you know, it really is pretty, pretty amazing. The stuff you guys are doing. And, and, and I understand you guys are, uh, you guys are expanding. I know you, you mentioned you started in baseball. Uh, they yeah. are your, your very initial football obviously is, is where, what we're about here, but uh, I understand you guys are getting into the basketball world here pretty soon. 
Yeah, so we uh, we just ran a pilot with a couple of teams here in our local area just to get a sense of where the value add is, and it was outstanding. Um, basketball coaches, very similar to football coaches, have the same problems in that you know they're pre- they're playing three days a week, but they've got to get a scouting report and a game plan built for the upcoming opponent, right? And that's that's offensive defensive sets, that's inbound plays, that's transition press breaks, all these different things. They got to go through and get looks on all of those things. And so what they're doing is either they're, do- they're doing pre practice walkthroughs where they're kind of breaking things down and then trying to teach those things to the players and then get a good look during the set periods at practice, or they're drawing them on a whiteboard or a screen and then stopping practice to show how to walk through the set. Well, once we identified that there were similarities, we actually designed uh, in partnership with Samsung, we've created a smartwatch component that allows uh, coaches to do the same thing that they do for football in the football field, but now they can do it for basketball. So they can sit in all of their basketball plays to their players and they can send in um, multiple put multiple sets at one time so they can send what we call a burst. So they can send in three different looks at once so they can, the players can scroll really quick and see the ball progression and the movement and where they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to, to rotate and what the motions are. And we're really, really excited because this allows us the opportunity to not only extend our platform and usage, but it does allow us to help a greater number of coaches. It allows us to work with additional players. You know, a lot of, a lot of players today are multi-sport athletes and we want them to be right. A lot of p- football players also play basketball and it's really great because they're going to be, they're going to be familiar with the technology as it is. And um, we're really excited about how we can help basketball players at all different levels, whether it's the AAU or the high school circuit or the major college circuit. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited about the expansion and the growth that we're, we're going through as an organization and the ability just to help more coaches and more players is really what's at our mission. You know, everything we do at our at go routes about better, faster reps. Um, and, uh, you know, this is just another way for us to expand on that. He's Mike Rowling. He is the founder and CEO of go route, G O R O U T.com. If you want to check it out yourself, Mike, appreciate your time. Congratulations again on all your success and uh, looking forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. There he is. Mike Rowling of go route joining us here on Texas football today. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, man, that's a good question. I, any I, had, right now. I had all 15 minutes to sit there and think of something, and I did not. Okay. Thanks for coming in, Greb. That's my final thought. You're welcome. That's going to do Wednesdays are great days when Greb's in. <laughs> It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to GoRoute founder and CEO uh, Mike Rowley for being our guest. Thanks, Powers. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> for Greg Powers and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.